Welcome to day two of the Back to School series on the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I am so excited for today's episode. I have brought in an expert on organization to help you think about your mindset, your organization strategies, and your routines so that you can have a plan for how to make this back to school season the best one yet. I have with me Jenny Layton. She is the happy gal. She is the leading organization expert. She's a mindset coach and she's the creator of the Life Organized podcast. She has signature systems and programs that have helped thousands of people. She's done media appearances on KUTV's Fresh Living, KSL Studio 5, ABC's Good Things Utah, and Fox's The Place. She continues to speak and share her message in an effort to help people organize a life they love. And she's got some great deals for Plan Go Plan listeners. I'm so excited to share them with you. Y'all, if you are just tuning in, there is a workbook to go along with this back to school series. So check out the show notes, download that workbook, take notes because Jenny has so much wisdom. She has so many great tips and tricks and she is the happy gal. So listen in. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals, playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Okay, here we are. We are gearing up for our kids to start school. And for some of you, you're looking forward to it. You are ready to get back on schedule. You are ready for childcare that you know is consistent. For others, this might mean early morning band practices, late night Lego league. You might find yourself wondering, how am I going to do it all? And I'm so excited because today I have with me a guest that I can't wait to share with you all. She is a leading organization expert and mindset coach, and she is the creator of the Life Organized podcast. Jenny Layton is with us today, and she's going to discuss how do we do it all. So welcome, 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 Jenny. Before I jump into things, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me your story. Okay, well, I have five kids. And I live in Utah. So those are like some of the fun things about me. If we were at lunch or something, we'd be talking about that. I like to do outdoorsy stuff because I live in Utah and play a little pickleball. So that's kind of the fun stuff. The story though, what I share and I think is relevant to listeners is when I was first married and had my first little baby, I realized really quickly that I was going to need something else to be doing with myself besides just running a home and raising a family, which I love. It's so meaningful to me, but just for my own personal fulfillment. And so I went to a pampered chef show. Have you ever done it? Have you ever gone to a pampered chef show? Oh yeah. It's a blast. Like all of my knives are pampered chef to like bring them on. (laughs) Great. They're great products. So way, way back. I went to my first pampered chef show and there was some crazy 
you know, prompting I had that you should do this. And so I signed up to be a Pampered Chef consultant and I just loved it. I think to everyone's surprise, it was fun. I did really well with it. I loved it. But what I didn't anticipate was the way that the rest of my home and personal life would kind of unravel as I grew this business. And so within a year, and even though I just had this one little baby, just within a year, I just got to a point where I couldn't continue to grow that business and still feel like a sane human being in the rest of my life. And it was really sad and hard for me, but I had to, I decided to quit Pampered Chef and I wanted to figure out this home management, this parenting thing. I, I knew there was a way to be able to do it where I didn't feel like I was going crazy and compromising so much. So I spent the next decade just really digging in and learning how to automate those home processes, really learning how to be a good time manager. I certified as a professional organizer. I was coached a lot. I became a coach to really work on mindset, not knowing that really what I was doing was learning how to help other women fulfill their dreams and accomplish their goals by also being able to stay on top of their personal life. Because, you know, what I experienced and what I see in my clients is there's just no separation between when you have things not working well at home, it's really hard to be successful in your business. And so that's what I help people do is get that piece of their life put together so that they can go do the things they love to do, whether that's work or goals or, you know, more meaningful time with family, whatever that is. I absolutely love that. I do. I think that so often if we don't have that foundation of things running smoothly in our home, it can be really hard. Like how do you take on any of those extra things and feel like you can give yourself to them? And so I love the ways in which you are helping people organize their home, but in doing that, it's really creating space for them to live other dreams that they have too, which is amazing. So with school starting, just like you described, my my listeners, they're taking care of their kids, they're running their home, they're rocking it at work, they're, there's so many loose ends, so many things that you're trying to keep a handle on all at once. So what are some things that you've learned over time in terms of keeping track of it all? Okay, so there's one principle that I think is really important. Now, I look at a lot of what I do through the lens of organization. And so we talk a lot about clutter. And clutter is a lot of things. It's it's messy stuff we don't know what to do with. It's stuff that doesn't bring us value. When we have clutter in our homes, like on our counters or in our drawers, it's a lot easier to know what to do with that tangible kind of clutter because you just put it in a bin or you throw it away or you label it and it's organized. It's not always simple, but we pretty much know what to do. But what you were just talking about, like all the loose ends, all the tasks, all the things we need to do, that's what I call intangible clutter. It's just, we don't know how to organize all of that as easily. And so anytime we have some intangible stuff that we need to do, I like to make it tangible because then we know what to do with it. And the way that we do that is we get it out of our head. So we've got to write down everything we need to do and then sit back and organize it and look at what to do. And I think of all of the things that I could share with listeners as we head back to school, you're going to have tasks running through your mind of school supplies you need to get and schedules you need to make and still those work deadlines that you have and dinner that you need to cook and a carpool you need to run. And that can just feel so overwhelming. So what I like to recommend is that people sit down and just do that mind dump. And I have this really great little free product that I offer called the 3D Mind Dump. And it's just a process that helps you not just write down one long, overwhelming list, because then we don't even know where to start, but it guides you through the process of kind of 
going through, sorting through, eliminating certain things that are maybe not necessary, deleting certain things, delaying certain things. And so you really have a more workable list that you can then transfer into your to-do list, into your productivity app, whatever it is that you use. But that 3D mind dump really does help you. And really what the process is, is let's make it tangible. Take what's intangible and floating around in your head and let's look at it so that we can work out with it and know what to do. I love that. I love, you know, just getting it out of our heads, but doing it in a systematic way. Um, when just a kind of a question out of curiosity, when you're working with clients, do you find that doing that mind dump, do you have them do it digitally or do you have them do it on paper? That is such a great question. I always tell them to do it on paper because what I see is that when those ideas are coming out of your head, your brain is not looking at logistics or priorities. It's just firing out everything that it's got on its mind. And so part of the process in the 3D mind dump is let's categorize it. Let's do home, family, personal work, maybe errands that need to be run. Like we can subcategorize as much as we need to, but then you're going to notice that you're going to have low priority stuff come out high priority stuff come out, way different categories and a lot of different order. And it's really hard when you're digital to be jumping around to those different spaces. But really, I mean, I have a notebook right here where I have mine from yesterday. And I know this is a audio interview, but if you could see it, it's just a line sheet of paper with these different categories. And I just jot it down. And then I go through the filters, delete, and then I'll move that into my my to-do list, whether that's digital or paper. I love that. I find too that there is something still magic about going old school and writing it down on a piece of paper. I think it slows down our brain. You know, I think we're going a million miles a minute so often. And the process of having to put pen to paper just slows us down just enough that we're able to start to sort out our thoughts as we're writing. So I I absolutely love that. So we go through this big mind sweep and we're writing all these things down. We have all these different categories. If there is only three things that a person could do to make back to school smooth, that transition, smooth it out a bit, what would those things be for you? It's so hard to narrow it down just to three, but I think because my platform is kind of this three-pronged approach to living an organized life, I will give an answer for each one of those angles that I do. So I'm a mindset coach, a professional organizer, and a time management expert. And so I just find that having a little bit of each of those things really helps. So I'm going to start out with a mindset tip because I think the way that you look at something really helps set the stage for what's happening and helps calm you down and quit reacting so much. And so the biggest thing that's happening, I think, in back to schools, we have that transition between what I call a family season and a personal season. Summer is a big time family season. Everything's about the family, vacations, reunions, spending time with the kids. And then as we're transitioning into a personal season where everybody's involved with their own personal activities more, it's awesome. And it's also just jumbly, you know, because we've got all of these routines that are shifting. And so it's going to slow down. It's going to be messy. You're not going to be as efficient. And one metaphor that I really use with my clients that I think is so effective is thinking about when you're on the freeway and you need to get off and get gas or you're going somewhere. It feels so good to be on that freeway because you're just flying along and you're not having to think about a whole lot, not having to check your map. 
But then when you get off the freeway, you've got to start thinking about where you're going to turn and you have stoplights and you have other traffic and you have to check your map. And it's just a little bumpy. And it feels that way until you get back on the freeway and then you're good to go again. We're getting off the freeway here as we transition into school starting. So I, my husband used to joke that I always had a September breakdown and this was before I coached and before I had like a framework to look at things because I just think didn't feel like in a groove and I didn't have the routine set up. And once I had this family season, personal season lens to look through and could kind of think of it as like, I'm getting off the freeway and it's okay. I'm going to jump back on that just helped me have a little more patience for the process which really helped everything, you know, come together a little bit better when school started. So that's the first tip I think I'd offer is just remember you're getting off the freeway. It's going to be bumpy. It's going to be slow and choppy and just hold on and you're going to get back on the freeway and things will feel a lot smoother and better for you once that school year really gets going. I love that metaphor. I think it's so useful and just giving ourselves permission to be in the moment that we're in and to recognize, yep, it is a little bit bumpy. It is a little bit, you know, jumbly and all over the place, but like it is going to get smooth again. So you said that you had some other tips. So that's the mindset tip. What's the next one? Okay. Well, let's go to just organization. And by organization, usually we're thinking in terms of, again, clutter, you know, how our home is functioning things on the countertop. And there's again, so many fun things we could do when school's going back in session. But one of the big challenges a lot of my clients have is with paper, that paper just multiplies and creates so many problems. I talk about how, you know, that intangible and tangible clutter paper is like that perfect storm of both. It's that tangible clutter because it can stack up and we don't know what to do with it, but we don't put it away because it also represents that intangible clutter because it is action that we need to take. So what do we do with that? And that's why paper can be such a monster. And I have specific trainings with paper that I love to offer. But for today, I think the first, the the thing I want to offer is have a folder for each one of your kids as they come home from school and they bring all of those new things home, all those, you know, things that need to be signed or sheets of things you need to keep track of through the year or supplies or whatever, have a spot that you're going to keep that for each child. I mean, this is really, really basic, but if you just have a home for each child for that paper, when they come home, you can put it there and then you'll know where to find it and you'll be able to take action on it. And I think that will just eliminate some of that chaos as you see that surface clutter on the counter. If it's not paper, I think that's going to help you feel a lot more at ease. What do you do for kids crafts? That's what gets me is like the paper I can always find a place for, but it's those weird shaped, those weird shaped art projects that they come back with. And, you know, we try to have like a system where we move it from the fridge and then it goes to a bulletin board. And then if it makes the cut, then it goes to the memory box. But sometimes we don't make it all the way there. And all of a sudden we have like a backup of all of these different crafts. Any, any tips there? Help me out. Great question. Such a great question. I love that you've got that flow system where, you know, first cut, second cut, that's a great way to look at it. And finally, I think what I just add to that in my family, I've managed their expectations to just know there are very few three-dimensional, you know, memorabilia type objects I let them have we take pictures of everything and then that gets to go in their file or in their scrapbook or something. And really that's such a better way to preserve something like that anyway, because you know, that fun little popsicle craft is not going to look great after a year, but if we take a nice picture of it, they can always remember it the way they made it. So I think if you condition your kids to 
expect that that's kind of the journey that those little crafts have as they come into your home. I think they're a lot more on board with that. Oh yeah. I think that we probably have some smashed 3D sculptures in our basement right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's so great. The idea of just snapping a picture, putting that in the memory book, and that way you're preserving it the way that the way that it was and the way that they want to remember it. So what's your third tip for going back to school? Well, we want to have everything get back on the freeway as quickly as we can to borrow that earlier metaphor. And so the best thing that I do with my clients is to help them work with routines, which I'm sure as a time management expert and planner, you speak a lot about routines. But the thing I love about routines is that your brain cooperates so well with routines. Your brain is just made to go into autopilot and not have to think about things. And when I think back to what I mentioned earlier about what wasn't working for me as a working mom, not having you know the whole home management, family management under my belt, it was a lack of routines. And so getting those down to a science can help so much during a transition. So if we can be really proactive about it and just recognize, okay, the way that we get ready during the summer obviously is going to shift when it's school time. So can I create a routine for my child? Can together and regardless of the age, can we go through and just really decide this is when we wake up? These are the steps that we take. Can you print it out? I, I mean, I am not cute and I make things really, really simple, really not fancy. We print it out I put it in a sheet protector. They have a dry erase marker and they just cross it off as they go. But it's just amazing how that keeps them on track and just helps them that we get out the door a little bit better when they come home, the after school routine. And, you know, it's not long. And that's another important thing with routines is if they're really long and tedious, everyone's going to fight it, especially kids. So just having, you know, kind of that basic so that when they are or in that transition mode, their brain, we're doing a lot of that work for them. So they're not having to figure it out as they go. I think that just goes a long way to helping back to school. Just we sink into the groove a lot quicker when those routines are not just guessed at or assumed, but they're established, they're written, they're referenced, just helps, you know, everything gel and get going a lot better. And kids adjust to routines pretty well. And their school structure is very much based on routines too. So I think that having that in the morning and when they return from school and then again in the evening when they go to bed, I think is really, really, really helpful for them. So in the, in the wildness of the new school year, is there anything that we can do to open up more time or maybe stop getting in our own way or, you know, is having it all doing it all? Is that even possible? Well, I think that was the question I set out to answer when I quit selling Pembroke Chef all those years ago is how can I be fulfilled as a person and still stay on top of all my responsibilities as a parent and as a home manager. So yes, the answer is yes, you can have it all. I think you get strategic about what matters most and you put your time there. But I'm just going to go back to what I referenced earlier is there has to be a way to automate all of the regular things that need to be done. There's no sense in using a lot of brain power to solve a problem that you know is coming. I mean, you know, you'll run out of milk. You know, you know, the soccer uniform is going to get dirty. You know, the bills need to get paid. So why does it have to be a new problem that we solve every week or every day? So if we can create kind of this rhythm in our lives of this is when I take care of this task and this is how it goes. And I get really granular with my clients and my students. How do we create these routines so that they are mindless and automatic? If we can, in this new school year, look for ways to create routines for regular tasks 
you're going to find that you open up massive amounts of time that you spent before just reinventing the wheel in a lot of different ways you may not even be realizing. So, you know, creating routines and automating as much as we can. And if you're routine averse, that's a conversation I love to have with you because every brain likes routines. I mean, you think about when you're in the shower, do you ever have to go through a checklist to dry off? Never. You're just, you step out and you're dry because your brain knows what to do. So any brain loves a routine. If you don't have a good experience with them, it's probably because you haven't tried to set them up in the right way. And that's something I really love to help with as well. So I really like automating things. Are there any automations that you feel are maybe the first ones that people should set, especially in this back to school transition, that would be really, really helpful? Well, there are. So I think the the best help that I can give your listeners is I have what's called a get organized boot camp. And in all of my processes, as I've really streamlined everything, there are three core routines that are essential for any organized life. And in the get organized boot camp, I teach what those routines are. And so I think, you know, in the interest of time and without getting anything away, if people really want to know what those are, it's just incredible what happens, the puzzle pieces in life that fit together when they start to implement those three core routines. So I would say, check out the Get Organized Bootcamp. I'm running a special in September. I have a membership where each month we study something different, but we're all doing boot camp together as a reset for the fall. So we do this live launch. We post on a Facebook group. I, I share some extra goodies. So it's a good time to do the um, good organized boot camp. So I'll send some information about that. You can include that in your show, show notes, but that's a really great place to learn uh, more about some of those routines. That's wonderful. If there was another way that they could connect with you, is there you know, can they find you on social? Where can we find you? Oh, yes. So I'd love to see any listeners. I'm on Instagram at JL for Jenny Layton, JL, the happy gal. And I'm also on Facebook at JL, the happy gal. And then come find my podcast. It's the Life Organized Podcast. Our podcasts are really similar. What I like kind of that 15, 20 minute quick thought. It's just doable and digestible. And so I think those are all great places to find me. And then on the web, um, thehappygal.com. Jenny, this has been a joy. Thank you so much. I think that you've offered a lot of really helpful suggestions for my listeners and, you know, some tips that I know that I'm going to put into practice so that we can have a really smooth back to school transition. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.